what does it say for you right now? Three ten oh three. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to clap on the ten? On the the ten seconds, well, we already missed it. You want to clap on the twenty? Sure. Okay. Whoa! Yay! That, that's a lot of lag. Well, see, remember, like it, it always sounded right for you and like wrong for me. Oh, okay. And now it sounds like a bit of la- like you're not used to the lag for me. That sounded like way less lag than usual. Oh, that was like that was almost a full second off. But like it doesn't like either way it works for us. Like it it works. I guess I wish there was no lag, but something something the Rolling Stones, you know. Something, something, the Rolling Stones. You can't always get what you want. But if you try sometimes, <laughs> you just might use time dot is. Sometimes you gotta go where everybody knows the time. <laughs> and it's always um, time to run. <laughs> Hey! Welcome to the Hamsteak Podcast! Do you want to just go into it, or... or? Well, Lydia, if what? that is your real name, what? what is this podcast? Oh, are we doing it? Sure. Welcome to the Hamsteak Podcast, where we read Homestuck and tell you about it. That's what it is. My name's Alex, and I haven't read Homestuck before. My name's Lydia, and I used to say I super have, so I probably will keep doing that, but shit, my knowledge is obsolete, and at this point, half complete, so strap in. Hey, it's 2019. It's 2019, baby. We've been... Is this is this your segue into, hey, it's been a second? No, we already did that a year ago. <laughs> I mean, but it's been, like, another second. <laughs> yeah, it's been another second. Um, Don't worry about it. Let's just... Uh... Talk about Helmstuck. You just want to go into it? I kind of was gonna. Uh, no, no, yeah, we're gonna talk. I'm gonna rap. I'm gonna turn my chair, my chair around here and lean in. Cool. Um, yeah. So this is the podcast where we read Homestuck, uh, and tell tell you tell you about it. It is. Wait. Okay. So are we not? Are we gonna like address that? Like the fact that there's been like a hiatus or no? We, I feel like we both kind of sound a little different on account of time has ravaged us, but... We're <laughs> just two... We're just a whole sweet boulder. Yeah? Whole it's sweet been, boulder? <laughs> it's been one sweep since we potted cast. Let's so... T- <laughs> please, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna, like, launch into it. If we're launching into it, let's go, baby. This is very authentic... Yeah, what? it's been one sweep is actually a good episode title. So nice, we got that. Um, so this is very authentic to like the experience of <laughs> reading Homestuck for a lot of people, or like rereading because it's so hard when you're like a real person and not a high schooler or whatever to actually read it all <laughs> in a concise amount of time, and then you like stop, then you pick it up two years later, and you're three thousand pages in, but you're five thousand pages from the end, and you don't remember what the fuck is going on and who's alive and who's dead. So true. That's coming. Don't worry. <laughs> Actually I like do- three pages into like what we read this week, um, Carcat like goes ahead and like basically runs down the status of all the trolls at least, which is Yeah, that was helpful. Yeah. Um <laughs> so so the pages that we're reading today are I'm scrolling. Oh, okay, well we but- should talk about how um the website is different. 
Oh, yeah. Before we launch into it, yeah, the website's different. I'm mad about it. I'm not mad, but it's, it's weird. Um, so, like, before our page numbers were based on the total pages on MSPA.com uh, or MSPAintAdventures.com, um, which included the previous stories, which Homestuck dwarfed, but still there was, like, 2,000-odd pages. 1,900. 1900 pages um already there at page one of homestuck uh now homestuck page one is homestuck.com slash story slash one um luckily we like uh accounted for this when we were making our hemometer which we will have to uh make a new one and or we'll have to add to it for this for the first time in a sweep yeah uh older tools now but we are going back in page count, even though we're going forward in total pages. Yes. It's like the furthest ring. Time is time is meaningless. Hmm. Welcome to the Hemstake Podcast. Time is meaningless. <laughs> what do you mean it's so, been two years? <laughs> pay no attention to the two years that have transpired. Um, so the pages that we're reading this week are now like they're zero they're one indexed um so they are now 3423 to 3658 so we're also going to start uh picking the pace up a little bit and covering about like 200 to 250 pages an episode yeah at least (laughs) because we want to finish this story eventually we do and also I, i this isn't um this this episode going up doesn't mean that we're back on like a regular schedule yet um, I'm currently living at home, uh, which does not, uh, make for podcasting opportunities. I was just luckily home alone this week, uh, and we had the chance to record, but eventually we will get back into the swing of things in a more, uh, periodic manner. Hell yeah. Did you, um, in your time home alone, have you had to like create any sort of rude, Rube Goldbergian, um, traps? For any guileless uh, robbers? <laughs> um, yes, and <laughs> they were made of my dirty laundry that I haven't done yet all week. Well, that's that's pretty scary. I've truly been stuck in this home. So this week, um, so we went we went back a few pages to like catch up, like to remind ourselves of where we were in the story. Sure, and. Did Basically, we? yeah, like we covered half no, of this. No, we bef- didn't. We never posted that episode that you're thinking of. Oh, right. Episode 42 was not posted. This is this is our second go. Yeah, you're right. That is the stuff that we... Okay, so never mind. We didn't cover this on the podcast. So yeah, so where do we start this week? So this week, um, we are picking up like right in the middle, unfortunately, of a bunch of suspense that was building over on the meteor where if you recall all of the trolls are hanging out um and there are by my count um two to three people on um discreet murderous rampages yes Uh, we have we have riska just killed tavros mm -hmm. uh eridan just killed feffery Mm-hmm. And tried to kill Kanaya. Mm-hmm. And Gamzee is honking. Mm-hmm. Has he killed anyone yet? 
Has he killed anyone yet? Uh, no, but he does this week. Yeah, he sure does. Yeah. So let me let me just run down the list. I, I went through. Um, so the pages start this week. Um, basically, all that happens is Solix got knocked out for trying to defend Feffrey. Um, and Carcat drags him inside of the lab to just, like, hide. Um, and um, he is trying to get in, tar- in touch with Terezi, but she's not answering uh, because she has discovered Tavros' dead body. And she's trying to, like, revive him by kissing him. Um, and she takes off her, like, glasses that she's using to chat. And um, by the time Carcat gets to his computer, she's signed off. He's, like, reading those back messages. Um, and then he messages her back to be like, oh, my God, like, Aaron's on a rampage, too. Please tell me you're alive. And all he gets back is honk. So he blocks yeah. her. <laughs> Just understandable. Um, but, yeah, so we don't know yet why he gets that back from her. I mean, it's pretty obvious that Gamzee's got her computer, but... Right, I I assume um, that we don't know what's happened to her. Right, yeah. So then he falls down the stairs um, and uh, knocks out all of Solix's teeth. And then um, in in his frantic messages to Terezi, we get um, a nice little recap of where all the trolls are, at least as far as he knows. Aradia, I'm I'm filling in blanks here. Mm -hmm. Aradia, a while ago, exploded. Aradia robot exploded. Tavros has just been killed by Vriska um, to basically like take revenge on her for he realized that she was responsible for them having all the problems that they're having now. Um, she's the one that prototyped Becquerel, Um and he wants to kill her, um, or or he was he was she was involved with that, and so he wants to kill her and, and avenge her, and she murdered him. Um, Solux, and now she's kind of like mysteriously. Nobody knows where she is. Solix um, was knocked out by Aridan for defending Feffery, um, who was killed because Aridan really wanted her to, like, get back together with him and run off and join Jack and, like, be monarchs of this, like, new order, which 100% was not going to happen. And and in, like, Ultimate, Mm -hmm. he's such a shithead. He just killed her. Like for it for essentially just rejecting him right and Aridan Aridan remember just uh like had went on yes. a power trip with his like magic wand his white science wand that was like his, his science wand I mean uh yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so now he's so he, like he exercises that by uh killing his ex-girlfriend um which is a fun hmm that's fun uh so so Solix is knocked out. Kanaya also tried to defend her, and she was killed. She's dead. Um, uh, Nepeta is, uh, we see in the background, she is talking to Equius right now. Um, or we'll see in a second that she's talking to Equius right now. Um, Terezi is investigating Tavros' murder, although we don't know what just happened to her. Gamzee just took her glasses. Friska, we don't know where she is. Equius is talking to Nepeta, and we know this because I misspoke. Uh, Carcat's recapping all of this to Equius, which I'll explain in a second. Um, Gamzee's on a rampage, Aridan's on a different rampage, right. and Carcat is like trying to find out who's alive, what's going on. The only people, as far as he knows right now, that are still alive and not on a rampage are Nepeta and Equius. That's it. And so, why is he contacting Equius? Um, he basically, he wants uh, Equius to uh, 
protect everyone from who's still alive from Gamzee, because uh, Equius is like his last right, even hope a huge because creep. he is just so strong. Um, right, like this is his last defense is contacting Equius. Um, but then uh, Equius is really weird about learning that Gamzee is uh, on a rampage because he thinks. It's Gamzee's Basically, because he's from to go the social cast that, like, historically, they're dro- like, what he would do when he grows up, Gamzee, is to be um, a sub-juggalator, which basically means, like, ex- an executor. Like, they quote-unquote hear cases, but it's mostly by murdering people. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's murdering based on, like, cast lines. Uh, and... Equius has these really fucked up, like, ideas about conforming to the social order, and so he's, like, yeah, he, you know, he has every right to do that. And so, what, Karkat's like, hey, I need you to take out Gamzee, and he's like, I cannot do that for you, but I'll try and find a way to protect everyone, which he is about to summarily fail to do. But. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he also, uh, Karkat also asks Equius to, like, like, oh, why, why are you okay with or, sorry, one second. What page is this? I'm going to read it back. Read it back now, uh, y'all. Two trolls this time. <laughs> two trolls, two trolls. Scroll to the left. Scroll <laughs> to the right. Freeze. Everybody kill your friends. <laughs> um... So, yeah, Karkat says, why are you so into Gamzee uh, being a murderous monster when you hate Aerodan for doing the same thing? Uh, and Equis is like, oh, well, that's different. He's a sea dweller. Uh, like, I'm, I'm feuding with him. That's what I, that's what I'm supposed to do with him. With Gamzee, I'm supposed to accept it. Yeah, he's like, it's dignified. I'm supposed to be at odds with Aerodan. It's dignified. Like, you're teenagers. <laughs> I have. God. Maybe we'll get into it after we go through the pages, but I have a, a theory about the. Uh, Sorry, the that was stuff my phone. Are, I'm no worries. <laughs> I, have a, I have a theory. I'll just say it now, basically. Yeah. Is that all of this, like, um, all of these, like, blood feuds are greatly exaggerated, uh, literal beliefs in the stories that are told about the ancestors, which we know are like just regular trolls. Um, so it's, it's like these things get amplified over the generations where it's like, it's dignified for us to be in a feud. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the original two, like the Aradan ancestor and the Equus ancestor, maybe they were just like, it's like the uh, avatar, the last airbender episode with like the two baby boys mm-hmm. who were in a fight. Um, that's just my, that's just a game theory. Interesting. Well, we're about to learn a lot about these ancestors, um, not just yes. this week, but like moving forward. So, okay. Um, <laughs> so meanwhile, we cut over to Terezi. Um, she's investigating the scene of Feferi and Kanaya's murder. Um, and what she finds is bite marks on Feferi's neck surrounded by a little bit of like jade green blood and Kanaya's body is gone. Uh, and she tries to come up with a theory to explain it, but just like, She's just like, I wish this theory made any mm-hmm. goddamn sense. Then it's a game. Yeah, it's uh, the Alternia Bound uh, sprites, and but it's just a little short segment, and it's basically just uh, Equius and Nepeta 
with Nepeta, with Equius telling Nepeta to go hide mm-hmm. while he goes and protects everyone from one or more murderous rampagers. Yes. Uh, which Nepeta does not do. She uh, decides to crawl around in the vents to see what's happening. Yes. Um, which, uh, we'll see how that ends for her. <laughs> um, in in playing this game, I realized that one of the reasons this comic is so long is that, um, for example, like, Equius and Nepeta rehash a lot of information that we kind of already know. And, like, on the plus mm-hmm. side, like, you do get to see different characters' reactions to it. Like, a lot of times, like, in in stories, like, writers will will kind of gloss over how information actually gets propagated to the whole cast. Um, uh, there's definitely things that they tell, don't show. And Hussey shows and doesn't tell everything. And there's so many characters and so much happening that it's like virtually never the case that anything happens off screen. Um, and sometimes it's a little redundant. Like, honestly, especially in these games, I find that some of the dialogue can be a little redundant. It's true. Um, like, we like... Um, like just remembering back to everything we've we know about the trolls session, most of that was was told has been told so far and not shown. Yes, like we've seen uh, Vriska killing Tavros, or, or no, sorry, uh, Tavros bringing Vriska's body to the the altar, yeah. so she be- could become God mode. Yeah, we've seen Karkat like I'm sorry, meeting God Jack mode? Noir, God tier. Yeah, sorry. God mode mode is when you can buy all the items in The Sims. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We've seen Karkat meeting Jack Noir and like bonding over same blood. Mm -hmm. Oh, Um, same blood. Same blood. And we've seen like a couple other little scenes like from the planets, Mm -hmm. but most of what we know about the troll session has been. Oh, you remember back when we were still in the session and not in this shitty lab? This is what happened. Oh yes, of course I remember that. Um, but also, we're less than halfway through this comic, so I imagine we will see more of it. You'll see more of it. Oh, the stuff that happened in the trolls session. Um, mm-hmm. Some of it, yeah, you're right. Some of that was told and not shown. But um, we're going to continue to have more stuff. Um, I'm sorry, you're probably about to hear a little bit of background noise. My roommate just came home. Oh, That's okay. and here's here's Phoebe probably purring loud enough to pick up. Phoebe, I missed you. Oh. Yeah. Um, there's one thing that's changed is my cats uh, don't stampede around anymore nearly <laughs> so much. They pretty much just chill. They're old now. Phoebe's three. Phoebe's three and a half. Max is almost three. So they're just chilling. So old. They're grown. Grown babies. Um, so we play the game. Nepeta goes to hide. Um, the only thing that there really is to do um, in the game, aside from like Nepeta goes to hide and crawls around the vents and sees some things. Um, which, um, which I actually kind of loved how they did that. She, um, she goes into the grate and you can only walk in one direction really. And it like peters out into like near complete darkness. Um, Mm -hmm. she looks through the grate. She sees one where, um, you can see Gamzee's torn apart Terezi's scalemates that she threw away and, uh, wrote honk in Tavros's blood. (laughs) <laughs> um and then she comes out in another area where Kanaya's blood is trailed from one transportalizer to another broken one. Um she can't use either of them. Mm-hmm. And then she looks down through the last grate and all you hear is like this really slowed down ICP clip about miracles and then the cutscene fades to black and you get dumped into <laughs> Yeah, it it 
really set the mood for this uh, terrifying scene. Wait, which um, which terrifying scene? The the music set the mood for Gamzee doing this this thing that he's Equius. doing. Yeah. Um. So and what he's doing to Equius is um. So uh, Equius uh, ventures out to uh figure out what's going on mm-hmm. and he sees uh some red glasses up on top of a platform um or on top of a statue it's a tank it's one of the big tanks that held or that hold or held um huge muscle beasts like what right. um, equius really likes so like you can see in in the game you see equius walk past one of them that's like floating in the jar there's another one that's broken and then he sees um one that's got two heads and um utter armor like these ladies like boob armor this has like defined udders utter armor on is, it um is, is and my it's, favorite uh underwear brand me too um and he's been he's been shot through the eye and so equius is like oh my goodness um somebody got him somebody like must be really good at archery and that's when he, he sees on top of another tank, he sees Terezi's glasses. And he starts being, I think he's just like, hey, somebody's on the loose. You know, we should stick together. Like, be careful. And Gamzee says, if your blood is a running joke, soon it's going to be running through my hands. There's a bunch of motherfucking in there, but I don't need to repeat it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he tells Equius to kneel. Yeah. Uh, and then he makes Equius kneel. Yeah. Um... By shooting him with an arrow through the knee, which was it, not a meme. Yeah, exactly. Actually. It was. Uh, I believe it was. It predated Skyrim by a couple of months. Completely. Yeah. This this page was posted in February 2011, and Skyrim came out in October of that year. So November when it was posted. Honestly, it's kind of badass. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was kind of badass. He just like gets him in the knee, and that, like, ugh. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it's pretty visceral. Um, and then Gamzee comes down, snaps the bow in half, which is Equius's whole thing, and strangles Equius. Yeah, to and Equius gets off on it. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I'm sure I've talked about this before. Maybe this is just me revisiting it, like as a further like aged person or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like this fucking these are thirteen year olds. Like yeah, they like, didn't it, have it to really, be. It really sits badly now um i mean it wasn't great like even a couple years ago but at this point it's just exhausting just to see like children like being made to to act out such violence and like gross sexual content exactly yeah i think i i wonder if like if that's just like i don't know people in a certain internet orbit or if that's like kind of culturally we're all just like so exhausted by the way that you know vulnerable populations are treated yeah. in media. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, like, there were definitely detractors of Homestuck from the beginning who said, like, this is weird and ex- exploitative. Yeah. So where did you um, hear that? Because I never did, because I, I uh, go directly into the fan. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, and I might have I might have just said that, assuming that it was true. I mean, you're probably to right. To be honest. Yeah. I, sh- I shouldn't have said definitely. I should have said probably. Yeah. I mean, like, per- people absolutely did, like, go ahead and proceed to make porn of these characters, like, not aged up, I'm pretty sure. Oh, God. Um, I, that's also not, that's also just something I'm saying that, like, I'm, I am certain happened. I didn't, yeah, I can't exactly. remember no. seeing it. Um, it's just, like, of course they did. Yeah. Um, it just happened. Yeah. But, 
anyway, it's just it's just uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it was meant to be funny. Right, yeah, it's not even treated as, as serious. <laughs> like Yeah, exactly. Um don't make auto autoerotic asphyxiation jokes about children. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um but you gotta let's just plow on through. So, so uh Nefita sees this. Yeah. And is not a fan. No. Uh, and she she vaults out um, of the, the grate above with her, her claws uh out. Yes, yeah, she she leaps out of the grate and uh, goes for Gamzee, and um, Gamzee grabs her wrist and snaps it, and she just, like, rakes her claws across his face. Um, and he just, like, has this, like, weird grin yeah, on the whole it's, time. it's very disconcerting. Um, and then we don't even see what happens to her. Like, her her vision blacks out. yeah. And then this tr- this transition does rule. It like it blacks out, and all she hears is like honk, honk, yeah, honk. And then you go to the next page, and it says beep, like really big on the whole page. <laughs> John has uh, crashed his right. car into a tree, um, but it's fine because he can just put it back in his pocket because that's how things work in this universe. <laughs> and I forgot how funny that was. It's pretty good. Then there's another like bad. Then, then it's bad. It's, again. it's bad, but it's also like. This is what Homestuck is about. Like, oh, can you elaborate? So this is where we get like a big heartfelt message between Briska and John. Um, and it, it's it's Briska like being manipulative and shitty, but like in this very specific way that just like works so well narratively. Um, and it's like it's awful to read, mm-hmm. but it's also just so well done. You do you mean she's like a um, very like, it's a very authentic, like, abuser talk. Yeah, exactly. It is. And, and it's very authentic, like, young, completely unconscious. <laughs> or, like, semi, semi-conscious semi abuser, too. Like, she obviously, like, doesn't necessarily realize she's manipulating him or doesn't doesn't realize that, like, manipulating him in the way that she is is, right. like, bad. And, yeah, and she's toxic. talking about the difference between um, human and troll morality because she's admitting to him that she feels guilty about killing Tavros. Uh, which she doesn't want to admit to any of the trolls because that makes her feel weak. Because uh, she goes into how troll society is about culling the weak people who can't, who don't have the stomach to commit massacres. Um, and like it's part of her blood, her bloodline to be a mass murderer. And how she's, if she hadn't been a mass murderer since early childhood, she would have been killed or been eaten by her lucis yeah it's heavy stuff and it's in like john's like this isn't okay but thank you for explaining yeah man i to this day like i'm just like i don't know how i feel about all of that like moral relativism especially now that i'm like more removed from it and you know and i'm like you know there's not it's not used to as much effect of like exploring any particular theme it's just kind of like a fact that like Bam, yeah, be so violent. You will. Like, there's like there's reasons for it, and and you'll find out more about it later. But um, yeah, I want like I, the way that she talks to him. Um, she she gets right into like, "Are you mad at me?" He just found out his father's. Um, what is it? Um, he is freaked out because he's trying to find his dad, and she's just like, "John, are you mad at me?" I'm so relieved that you're not mad at me for tricking you into dying. So that you would reach mm-hmm. God tier. And like, it doesn't seem like John's mad. Um, but uh, this is the thing that happens with abusers where 
they are just, they make themselves out to be these, like, vulnerable people and, like, in, in such a way that, like, there's no room for the other person's feelings. And then she wants to turn it around and talk to John about how she killed Tavros and, yeah, she feels bad. Um, and it's really uncomfortable. Um, this doesn't, this isn't a good look, especially after, like, years of, like, Me Too. Um, where we've we've yeah. seen receipts of people's conversations with these types of people. Like, I'm very fortunate in that I've never really had a, a relationship like this, but it looks so much like yeah, it, these interactions. I mean, speaking personally, seen. it does ring very true to emotional abuse. Um, it's not it's not great. It's it, like, it's hard to read, but it's also I don't think that makes it something you shouldn't read. No, if you're if you can. If you can stomach it. Yeah. Um, because it is, it's like, it's like the best part of Homestuck, I think. Not in like, I don't, I mean like the coolest part or like the funniest part is just like the most thoughtful, like carefully crafted part. Yes, for sure. For sure. It's one of the, one of the places where Hussey like shows some sophistication. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, so it's a lot. Um, and, uh, she also talks about, um, how, like, we're talking about tr- troll society. It's, um, how, how Vriska kind of thinks that the game is grooming them to be what their society, like, wants them to be. And she thinks that the game was trying to use their murderous instincts against each other. She thinks the game wanted them to use their, their, uh, murderous instincts and pit them against each other in the two teams, but that, um, Karkat ruined it by being too good of a leader, by being too human, basically. Yes. Um, by not being bloodthirsty, by being like resourceful and collaborative. Uh, he kind of screwed them over by being not what the what she thinks the game was expecting them to be. Right. As far as she's concerned, anyway. Mm-hmm. And then we, we cut over to Karkat. Um, he is looking at the ectobiology equipment, and he's thinking... You are no ectobiologist. If only there was some other title more befitting of your the true discipline you practice and the death sentence given to whatever you do the disservice of creating. You can't think of one, though. His handle is carcinogeneticist. <laughs> uh, then Solix wakes up. And then we cut back to Vriska and John. Yeah, Solix <laughs> wakes up. Yes, sorry. <laughs> That's pretty much it. And then Vriska starts talking to John about how um, she's gonna go fight Jack. She feels like it's just something that she has to do. In she's, you know, she's thinking about coming of age as a troll, and and she's just thinking that's that's what I need to do. Yeah, sorry, to prove I didn't. Myself, um, I thought we were just gonna be going over these this part like quickly because we'd already done it, but we didn't. We didn't post it. Do it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I didn't take like a detailed notes. Oh, that's here. okay. I'll I'll kind of like I'm I've yeah. Um, so the one other important thing that she brings up in this conversation is that, um, she, uh, tells John about ancestors who are, um, trolls believe that, you know, centuries before your own time, there will have been these other trolls that will have, you know, had your same blood color. They will have had your same sign, which like, there's a hand wavy thing of like, your sign is assigned to you and you have to wear it. Um, Mm -hmm. and you learn about them and you can try to like use them to understand your own path. And hers was a pirate queen. Um, and you know, she found, she actually found her journal. Yeah. She found her Um, journal in a a chest that was in a, in a shooting star. Yeah. Which Friska like chased. So, and we've seen like meteors crash onto planets with important, uh, 
items before mm-hmm. and babies. Um, so it, it, pretty clearly this uh, was not a coincidence. No, not at all. Um, and then uh, Solix starts catching up with Terezi. Yeah, so Solix um, is blind now. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's like, hey, Terezi, how do blind? Yeah. <laughs> Because she um, she has learned how to, like, see with smells. And she's like, well, I'm not, you know, an immortal dragon, but uh, I'll try. Yeah, and um, um, being reminded of that reminded me of how each of these trolls are, like, the the special chosen one in their own way. Like, yeah. the, the dragon princess, the brood mother, the uh, spider feeder, mm-hmm. the, the horror terror. Yeah, like, everyone is, like unique pretty much except for like erdan and tavros some of them aren't like chosen ones they're definitely all unique i think even erdan has something yeah but whatever maybe not his distinguishing trait is that he's a jackass maybe tavros doesn't have any distinguishing trait i think his distinguishing trait is that he doesn't have one poor guy he's dead um um but yeah so uh salix wakes up he has no teeth he has no sight that's it. Um, yeah. Then, um, then we cut to Dave. Then we go to Dave. Dave is playing one of Bro's video games, and he's wearing um, his old shades. And Aradia is talking to him, and he's like, you're a troll. Shut up. Leave me alone. He doesn't, like, we don't know where this is or when this is. Um, and uh, Alex, I want to hear, like, how you, like, felt about this, because I, I love this sequence. I, like, I've don't remember how exactly all this dream bubble stuff works. Um, like they went into a bit, it a bit more in this reading. Yeah. But so this is basically, this is a Dave who died. Um, and now he's in this dream bubble, uh, in like furthest space or whatever it's called. The furthest ring. Furthest ring. Mm-hmm. Um, and Aradia is a God tier and she's talking to him this memory of Dave or this like Dave living out a memory um, in a dream bubble. Yeah. Um, But she is, um, he's like, Oh, so you're dead too. And then you just see, and we talked about this in like the last episode that we did. um, Or maybe, maybe it was like two episodes prior or something, but um, she's alive. Like she's alive. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love her so much. She like she has this enormous wide-eyed grin. Just like she wants to take in everything. Yeah. And I just like I feel like I don't know her because she's been like a monotone robot this whole time. Yeah. Like literally. Um but now she like it's almost like she wants to make up for lost time and just like take in everything and like be just yeah, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Yeah, oh, I love her. <laughs> She's so happy I'm, and like wise, and she just wants to help. Mm-hmm. I love her. Um, and so she helps Dave realize, like, yeah, you're dead. You're the Dave that you know Terezi convinced to um, die on the quest bed, and um, he's from some alternate timeline. And uh, he slowly realizes, like, what's going on. Um, meanwhile, Vriska flies off to yeah. go, and fight uh, she tells. John, that he needs to get the tumor out of the battlefield. Uh, and he's like, I don't, I don't know how to do that. Like, how do I get, do I find a cave or something? Yeah. Is it underground? 
and she says, be creative with the windy thing. Mm-hmm. So he uses a tornado to drill into the ground. Yeah. Uh, which which causes uh, his dad in a faraway castle to spill some wine on Rose's mom. Yeah, they're on a nice date, and they yeah, hold hands. and they're like, and she's like, wow, I've never, or the narration's like, she has never met a man with such an interesting, like, shapely nose and interesting pipe smell. <laughs> like a, I think they call it like a sultry pipe smell. Yeah. Uh, and then we get uh, an image of uh, Jack Noir watching them. Yeah. And I forgot how like messed up this guy already looks. <laughs> like his like scar eye and missing arm and just he's like prototyped so much stuff into himself already. His sword is stored through his torso. <laughs> yeah, the sword is stored in the torso. Yeah. Um, and then, like, uh, he's wearing, I think at that point he's wearing, like, Dave's, like, bro's shades, and, like, his old, like, quasi-jester outfit, like, it's a look. Yeah. Like, yeah, the tattered jester outfit around his neck. And he's got, like, a a Becquerel-shaped face. Yeah. And huge, like, black angel wings. It's a lot. Um, but then we cut back to, uh, some, um some excerpts from the journal that Friska found in that meteor. Yes. Um, it's uh, the journal of her ancestor, Marquise Spinneret Mindfang, um, who is a bad person, mm-hmm. pretty categorically. Yeah, so so the thing about this is my immediate assumption is that this is not a literal journal. It's like, like, character role-playing notes basically written by who and we by her actual ancestor oh but but that this this marquise is a figment of the like or is like a persona that the marquise or that the ancestor is trying to embody Mm. um and that's that like i kind of get that from the language and from like the silhouettes which are very cool Mm -hmm. but like the visual representation of these ancestors has like no no facial features, which I mean, the like neither do the guardians. But like, it's like a mood painting instead of like an actual image of what's happening. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking everything written here with a grain of salt. Okay. It seems like they're. It seems like flarping notes. Flarping <laughs> notes. Um, well, so with that grain of salt. Um, so this is a. I think we probably put the content warning at the top. Um, this is. Oh yeah. In, in in a, like a page and a half of florid prose, um, basically what happens is Mindfang tells us about how she has um, a kismesis relationship, like a romantic rivalry with um, Aridan's ancestor, something Dual Scar, which is a stupid name, um, <laughs> and um, about how um, she likes to torment him with the fact that she doesn't really care about like the blood hierarchy um and like to prove it she's like stolen a ship of slaves that he's got um and brings one of them up from the hold and like doesn't check her blood color like she seems like she's runs warm so like she can kind of tell that she's like a lower blood color which like god this is gross um the whole thing's gross and she um mind controls this this woman into um like, starting to undress her, essentially. Like, the implication is, like, she's gonna take advantage of her. 
Um, and it's gross. It's, it's, yeah, it's really nasty. It's gross. Like the whole point Uh, of it is she's just like using this girl basically to like piss off her romantic quote unquote rival who is having none of it. It's like, I don't understand what purpose it serves besides just like straightforwardly being like, like supposed to be titillating for the audience to have like a sexy scene in Homestuck. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nasty. It's really gross. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Um, I think it's just Hussie trying to, you know, cast these ancestors as like very adult, like make it clear that they're like adults, I guess. Which, um, which makes me and, more and, uh, sure that they're not. Um, <laughs> but we can't, I guess we can't say anything yeah, about that. Yeah, I can't. Or you, you can't, I, you can't respond I, to that. I, I, I know, I know. <laughs> I know, I love it. I forgot ah! this part. This is my favorite part, is saying things with certainty that you can't address. <laughs> Except I don't have, like, the Brooks, like, knack for getting it exactly right. No, well, because half of it, it doesn't make a lick of sense. True. Well, yeah, Although, na- neither guess... does JoJo's Retire Adventure. That's fair. Um, <laughs> uh, go listen to Yara Yara Boys. They've been much better at uh, updating for the past two years. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we get... Um, basically a paralleling of events between these ancestors and the uh, trolls, which is kind of cool um, as the, like the Marquis, the dual scar and the high blood, which is Gamzee's ancestor kind of come to a, like a three-way impasse mm-hmm. on the high seas. And Wait, as that's well, not what happened. You, I think okay, you misread I'm, that. That's not what's going I'm on. Barely- I'm barely understanding what's happening here. Okay, so what happens is, back in Vampire Times, um, <laughs> Aradin was upset by what Vriska did and, like, broke up with her and is going, like, full just enemy. Um, like, not trying to, like, protect her and, like, have that rivalry for himself. And so what he's trying to do to take her down, which she thinks is really cowardly, um, is uh, pass off everything he knows about her. She's a pirate, so obviously, like, the government, you know, wants her out. Um, so he's trying to go to the, the Grand High Blood and the court of the subjugulators. Um, the Grand High Blood being like Gamsey's ancestor, and he's sort of a judge, but his job is basically to murder people. Um, and, uh, he, he presents the information about, um, Vriska's fleet, or Mindfang's fleet, like everything he knows about it. Um, and they are not especially impressed. They send off this, um, uh, neophyte, neophyte Red Glare, who's like a very new um, legislacerator. Um, she's like a lawyer, come cop, come assassin, and um, her job mm-hmm. is going to be to go um, and that's track down Therese's, Mindfang uh, ancestor. Yeah, that's Terezi's ancestor, Red Glare, because she also wears um, the red glasses. Yes, and her outfit's very cool. I love her. She's a cool ancestor. All of the out- all the outfits are really cool. They are and, like <laughs> these highlighted black silhouettes character models uh like yeah they're cool um so but anyway so there's a paralleling between like these three ancestors and the three uh murderous trolls as they come to uh a three three times showdown yeah yeah it's eridan and briska facing each other down um uh and then, and then Honk's Gamzee approach appears. in the background. Yeah. And then here comes Kanaya. <laughs> right. Well, I want to I talk about, just really quickly, there's a little flash with a little song. And it's like a an Old West showdown. Yeah. 
song with clown sounds. And I just want to, um, okay, there was a, you know, the far side, the comic strip here it is. Oh no, never mind. That's not it. So there was a comic just going around Tumblr last week, uh, like a far side strip. Uh, and it was of an old West shootout. Mm. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. With the clown and the cowboy. Yes. <laughs> and this is, this music fits it perfectly. Yeah, it um, I'll try to find a link. I'll try to find a link to that in the show notes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just, that's all I could think of. Yeah. So, so, so the comic sets up this badass, like, showdown of all of these, like, murderous trolls. And then, um, Kanaya approaches and she's glowing bright white and she's alive. She's got a big hole through her, but she's alive and she's carting her <laughs> chainsaw. And she runs real fast. Uh, and she kicks Gamzee in the troll nuts. <laughs> so hard. She she nails him in the nards so hard he flies off the edge of the rooftop. Then she turns around and clocks Vriska across the rooftop. Then she grabs Aridin's wand and the sound effect is debunk as she like snaps it over her head. <laughs> and then she chainsaws him in half. Yeah. Um, she. Yeah, I, I wrote down, um, she snaps Aridin's wand in half, and then she snaps Aridin's Aridin in half. <laughs> yeah, she wrecks this uh, shit. And Vriska is into it. <laughs> yeah. Because we needed more, like, D-plot romance among these troll <laughs> children, but whatever. Um, and then there's a cool, there's a cool page where it's, like, Shades Descend, where, like, Descend and Ascend are, like, always, like, the title of, like, cool flashes or whatever. This is just, like, a gif of, like, a really long panel where Equius' is, like, cracked glasses, like, slowly fall down the page. <laughs> really slowly, yeah. yeah. And then they land on Kanaya's face. <laughs> and then she turns her... The What is so smitten with is, like, she's got so much, like, style, like, these shades fall on her face. Then she turns her chainsaw back into lipstick, but it's, like, all bloody, and then she puts it on. And Vriska's just like, yeah. oh my god... <laughs> Yeah, and she's got this, like, this um, huge, like, billowing sash around her waist. Yeah. It's a cool look. Kanaya's a badass, you guys. She is. Um, then we cut right back to where Jack was, and he has murdered mom and dad. Yeah, like, John's dad and Jade's yeah. and uh, Rose's and mom. And are there any of the Guardians left at this point? Because Bro died. Yeah. They died, and then... Uh, Beck is like not dead, but in in Jack Noir. Yes, in fact, at the end of this comic, um, later on, Jade's going to talk about how they've all lost their guardians at this point. But um, so yes, is Grandpa yeah, still alive? Have... Hmm? Is Grandpa still there? Grandpa wasn't is really Jade's her guardian. It was, it was right, Beck. right. But is is Grandpa still like alive? We don't know. Okay, we don't know, and he doesn't count because he sure, didn't do any but... guardianing. Okay, I don't. Never mind. Um. So Jack starts, um, like, piling on trophies from these people he's murdered yeah. to add to his, to his bro glasses and his uh, Beck form and everything. Yeah. And it's like, he's holding little Cal as well. Yeah. Um, and he's like, there's no trophy too small to take off of a dead body. But then he realizes that he's become what he hated, which apparently was people putting on clothes. 
he starts thinking about dog traits and then he starts thinking about Jade. Uh, and we see that yeah. uh, he couldn't, he had an opportunity to kill Jade, but he couldn't. Um, so he just calls Diamond Strugs and tells him to do it. Yeah. Um, and so Diamond's Droog, who right now is the Draconian dignitary right. because it's before he's been exiled. Um, and, uh, the Draconian dignitary, of course, is like, all right, well, I don't have time for this. So he calls up, um, uh, the courtyard droll, uh, Club's who deuces. is Club's Deuce. Sorry. I keep, I keep, um, like doubling up the, uh, the, the plural Diamond's Droogs and Club's Deuces. Okay. Double up. Uh, uh good they have double identities and all kind of <laughs> true 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 um then in the future radia has has future jack trapped yeah um we we be future jack and he's trapped in a moment by radia but she can only hold him there while she's giving it all her energy mm-hmm. uh so she lets him go and blips out of his way yes and then she appears is at the green Oh, sorry, uh, she she appears out by the green sun, um, and she finds uh, another memory bubble. This time, it is um, one of her other Robo selves. Yeah, uh, and this is like a really, really confusing sequence. Honestly, do you want me to explain it? Um, well, so basically, um, she enters this memory, and uh, Jack is Jack throws Lil Cal at this radio mm-hmm. bot. And then they both blip out of existence just in front of this meteor that's crashing through a portal. Uh, and this meteor uh, is going to um, Alternia and catches the eye of a very young Aradia who follows it into a hole in the ground where she finds the uh, remains of this Aradia bot and Lil Cal. Mm-hmm. She also And she also finds a frog temple. Yes. Um... And um, John's dad's wallet, including the Crosby top and his dad's hat, which is how she came upon the the Crosby top that everybody was so confused about. Yeah. <laughs> right, and also she she thinks that the hat is a a genuine um, archaeologist hat, yeah, which is very cute. <laughs> um, so meanwhile, like a live god tier, Aradia is um, helping Solux, who's also here, um, recognize that he is asleep, at, while also helping Aradia bot realize she's dead. Yeah. So there's and, uh, there's two Aradias and one Solux, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then Jade is also Jade here. Jade is here also, <laughs> um, and they try to catch up. Apparently, Feffery has been coordinating to have everyone meet out here in the afterlife. Um, and then, like, Aradia does some exposition, which, like, okay, other reasons why this comic is so long is, like, this isn't important. I don't care about this. I don't know. About the, Maybe I did at some point. About the, um, like, the character? Like, the TikTok? Yeah, I don't, ca- I don't, like, that, I don't fucking care. Like, somehow, Doc, I think the, the implication is Doc Scratch influenced a bunch of different trolls to write various codes, like, scrawl them on their walls, like, write them in their flarping books. Um, and then the flarping books were, um, um, transportalized by, um, the Black Queen of their session, uh, and combined with the, um, capture of the cue ball that um, Rose is using, that magic cue ball, um, and mixes them all together and creates um, Doc Scratch, who is 
the first guardian of Alternia right. well, was sent you're back. You're missing the, fa- the part where Kanaya um, stitches the oh, ca- Lil' Cal back together right, and, Lil Cal and puts him in other. a lime green suit. Right. Yeah. So, so Doc Scratch is just like a ghost goo clone of Lil Cal with a cue ball head and like a bunch of books yeah. with like codes in them. Yeah. Which like, I don't know, maybe at some point this was cool, but like, I don't care. <laughs> like, like, that it's, was 20 like, pages of I don't care. Yeah, I was, I was just waiting the whole time for like something to make sense in it. It seems like it's, like, it seems like it should be a big payoff, but it, it's like completely out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, it's cool to know that like Lil Cal is like a part of Doc Scratch, but like, I don't know what that means yet. Yeah. I think at the time, I think like some of what we're missing is that there was a lot of mystery built up around um, Lil Cal because he's like been everywhere at this point. He seems right, pretty insidious yeah. in his own right. But it, it, um, this just like adds more questions instead of answering anything. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, she explains all of that, and then uh, and then then we be uh, Doc Scratch. Doc's, yeah, Doc Scratch just kind of like grabs the camera and is like, "Hey." Take a knee. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk for a while now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm insufferable. Basically, pretty much. He's like, I'm an excellent host. Like his stuff. I like. I, maybe it's because I've read it so many times, but I just like skim his dialogue at this point because he's just. It's like ninety percent insufferability. You just read the topic sentence, and like that's the point. But also, I don't want to read it. I don't want to read, it, especially when he makes you fucking highlight his words. Fuck off, dude. Which like is a good way to make you hate the villain. Yeah. He's antagonistic towards the reader, not just the main characters. Yeah. Um, so so speaking of being, like, pedantic to everyone, um, Jack, like, Spade Slick, like, Alternian Jack, not the kid's yeah. Jack, who is now Beckerel, um, shows up at Doc Scratch's um, hideout. And um, shows up, tries to beat him with his cane. Doc, like, takes it from him and, like, calmly turns it into a pretzel. And then he and offers him some him. candy, which is, it's, it's fun, like. Jack just, like, takes some candies out of the bowl and just takes more and then dumps them into his hat. Mm-hmm. Which, it's, if it's you remember, like, the these exiles, like, Spade Slick at all are a little bit of a callback to Problem Sleuth, um, where oh, right, candies, yeah. and candies and keeping candies in your hat were, like, a big thing. Okay, um, all right. That's, that's good, then. I... I thought it was a cute little background gag, but it's good that it was a callback, then. Everything's also, a happy fucking callback in this comic. Happy Weed Minute. Happy Weed Minute. It's 423 for me. Wait, what? It's 423 for me. Why? I don't know. It's just what my Your computer's says. wrong. Maybe. I guess so. Time dot, time dot is. Time dot is not. That's why you said you were three minutes ahead, because you were three minutes ahead. Yeah. I bet you what happened, um, you can cut this out, but, <laughs> but um, I bet you what happened is I have one of those like extreme um, like focus apps that like will work even if you reboot your computer um unless you change the system time <laughs> so i probably <laughs> don't have it set to like sync automatically anymore i'm pretty sure i have it set uh like i manually set it to like some clock that i was looking at when i was putting it putting it back fair, fair, fair enough yeah brought it on myself um, the only important thing that happens in that conversation between Doc Scratch and Jack is that, um, he alludes to the fact that, um, Jack is the one who's going to bring about the break. Um, he will initiate the break by shooting someone. 
mm-hmm. which he says in many more words than that. Um, and he gives, he gives, um, he gives Jack the, um, dogs because he's got to turn around and go talk to Rose. Yeah. Okay, be a huge creep to Rose. Yeah, this, this sucked. Yeah. Um, so, so Doc Scratch is talking to Rose, who's like, she has a magic cue ball that she's trying to figure out how to use because she's the seer. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like being like an awful, annoying, like Mary Sue insert omnipotent character about it and making really gross jokes about her being such a cute little girl. But it's fine because he's a cue ball with no dick, so it's funny because because she's uncomfortable, but she has no reason to be because he doesn't have a dick because you have to have a dick to be a sexual predator. Yeah. Oh man, their relationship is so gross. And like, it's meant like, to be. Rose, Rose, like, has is is completely like trying to shut him down. Yeah. And it's just supposed to be funny that he's like still doing it, and she has to like bear with it. It sucks. That's true, yeah. I think it's not meant to be... To me, it reads as really insidious, and I don't think it was meant to read as insidious oh, yeah. as it does. It's supposed to It's supposed to read as, like, oh, you scalawag. Yeah. Like, uh, he, he can't reproduce, so you can't be a pervert. Yeah, he's a... It works, though, because the story's about to get kind of dark. Yeah, I mean, um, it, we learn a lot here. Yes. Um. So we learn that the scratch that... Uh, Doc Scratch is trying to get Rose to do uh, is not actually what causes the rift between the universes that brings uh, Jack to the Trolls universe. Right. The, the Scratch is actually a hard reset on the like human kids timeline. Right. As like a last ditch resort in a failed session um, to hopefully roll for better starting conditions. Right. So yeah. So number one, the Scratch is a reset. Um, number two, okay, they want to destroy the green sun because that is, um, Jack Noir's power source, like the one that's been prototyped with Beckerel, and that's going to save, um, you know, their universe. But, uh, doing so, it's also Doc Scratch's power source, which will kill Doc Scratch, which he wants to happen because when he dies, it summons his master, Lord English, who will also destroy the universe. But um, supposedly um, that is the option that is less of a risk to reality as a whole um, because Lord English's arrival in the universe are like, in each universe he arrives in is like predictable and orderly. Um, He's essentially quote unquote, like already here. Um, Right. He's like, like paradox space accounts for him. Right. Whereas, whereas Jack Noir is a, like a loose cannon. Um, basically, she's sort of been investigating cheating via information that she gets from the horror tires in the furthest ring, delivered to her via her dream self that woke up because of that splintered timeline um, where John got himself killed not on a quest bed. And so um, they were able to come back. Uh, her what her dream self merged um, with the one in this alpha timeline, and so she learned a little bit about that. She became more connected to the horror tires. They started telling her more about what's going on because Jack is uh, a threat to their existence, and so they're trying to help her. Um, and what Doc Scratch is insinuating is that maybe they are uh, not so uh, 
trustworthy, or at least that they are kind of manipulating her more than she's aware. Yeah, and he's also insinuating that her magic comes from within and not from her magic knitting needles, which she finds to be a an insufferable thing to suggest, but also is true. Yeah, I don't really understand any of that. <laughs> I don't know why she would have inner magic. I don't know why it matters to her either way. Whatever. I think she's just annoyed by Max, like the no. <laughs> you oh my god. Are you okay? What did he do? He um I have those cloth storage bins and uh-huh. there's one at the top that they really like to climb into that like is empty and I knew it was going to fall. <laughs> oh my god. But I wanted to just let him learn from experience, not to fuck around <laughs> in there. So he just like he just fell about five feet, oh, Max. six feet. But he's okay. He's a cat. He's a cat. Max, are you okay? Come here, buddy. Come here, bubs. Bubs. <laughs> Bubba Gump. He's fine. I just watched him jump. He's fine. He's like running away from me. <laughs> um, um. So Rose can finally use the cue ball to see because she's a seer the crystal ball right oh rose can use the cue ball yes yeah and um it tells her that what she should do next is answer jade who's been trying to contact her um jade uh find like catches her up on the fact that her mother has died yeah which really upsets rose understandably um but like she feels guilty for not following john's lead and looking for their parents um Mm -hmm. she feels guilty for like becoming obsessed with finding like looking for ways to cheat instead of like focusing on the people yeah. uh, which is like good like cuz i remember being like worried about her like losing her humanity yeah uh, so i'm glad that she like kind of gets snapped back to reality at least for a second here for a fucking sec cuz then um doc scratch like butts in um because, um, you know, Rose is kind of confiding in Jade about being concerned that maybe she was manipulated by the horror terrors. And Doc Scratch butts in and he's like, you know, you could just ask. Like, you could ask your cue ball. Why don't mm-hmm. you ask it? And Rose, Jade's like, I don't know, you might as well. So she does. And it responds by somehow, like, I guess, connecting her to the horror terrors or something. She stares into this, like, speeding abyss. Mm-hmm. Um, and then her eye goes, yeah. like, black. Um, so Rose is grimdark now, you guys. Officially grimdark is what it says. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it cuts between, it cuts between Kanaya glowing white, who's watching this, and yeah. Rose, like, glowing black. Uh, and it's cool. It's really cool. Um, she flies away. <laughs> it's like, Rose, resist the urge to seek revenge. Um, and she, like, doesn't. At all. Yeah. She flies off so and she's, she's trailing like a massive black aura. And she's going after Jack, right? Yeah. She's her her reasoning is like, listen, the scratch is gonna reset everything anyway. There'll be a new version of me that won't remember any of it, so I may as well go kill him. I'll probably die, but whatever. Right, which is it's it's weird because like un- up until now she thought she was gonna be the one to do the scratch, but then Doc scratches like, no, like you your job was to find this disc that, that you have to scratch. Like it's not actually going to be you who does it it's going to be someone with a he pronoun yeah. who he doesn't specify who it's scratches dave. okay he makes it clear that it's dave i mean it makes sense because it's a giant turntable yeah um but yeah so she flies off into the sky uh and then we get a very special message from <laughs> big man lots of time out 
the big man wants to take a time out. We have like a sweet bro, hello Jeff style interlude, like roses in the background flying away. Um, it's things are going crazy in the yard. And so the big man has WV bring him a meter stick, asks him for the yard stick who, and WV brings him a meter stick. Um, and BM is like, you must have been toking up on a joint to make you stone. And then it's cut off stone. <laughs> <laughs> like um to be using the metric system and leaving rings lying around like that because he did also lose track of the white queen's ring mm-hmm. um and then uh the big man takes uh takes the meter stick snaps off like the difference like 8.56 centimeters like the difference between a meter and a yard you got to snap it broke ways um do you want to um, read or can i <laughs> Go ahead, please. It was at that point when you got distracted by the author's hot self-insert. Who I think is also the big man, I guess, but now he's like sitting in a Wait, chair. Wait, sorry, where are you? Oh, yeah. Um, and then Hussey says, who were you expecting? The Easter Bunny? <laughs> you probably want to know how involved the big man wants to get into the story. You probably, oh, yeah. <laughs> all, well, all I have to say about that is... Hoof want to know. <laughs> Which is nothing. Um, so, um. this is like a really triple irony, like direct ad- address to the audience who are probably concerned about this exact thing. Uh, Hussey's like, self insert being directly involved in the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, so there's all this, like, nonsense text. And then there's a full page of, like, properly written text, but still in Comic Sans on an, a horrifically artifacted background. Yeah. Where basically he says, in so many words, um, my self-insert will have a direct involvement on the story that I have surgically decided on, uh, and I have measured it to be exactly one yard. It literally shows the yardstick. Yeah. Um, so, so just a little break for Hussey to say, hey, don't worry, I'm still here. Yeah, basically, I'm still here. It's also, like, cool foreshadowing, because, like, what the fuck does that mean? What does it mean? I don't know. What does it mean? What does any of this mean? No, I mean, what does it mean? Like, guess. Oh, I think it's... (laughs) Just, like, make something up. His influence end-to-end will be exactly one yard. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Means that he's going to stick one yard of leg through a hole in space-time and trip someone. Because he's tall, right? He probably has a, a, a yard of leg. Probably. Probably. We'll have, we'll have to, to see. see some other time, because uh, that's uh, the end of our reading for today. That's the end of the reading for today! We made it! Yay! I like this comic. That was fun. Yeah, I I remembered how much I enjoy this comic, and I can't wait to read the next chunk. Yeah. Um. Thank you for, for sticking with us. Uh, if you're listening to this one first, which maybe you are because... You've heard of one of us in the meantime, uh, and uh, eh, this is a this is a big commitment. Don't feel obliged to listen to it. <laughs> uh yeah. Don't feel like you have to go back. I don't know. Like, just pick it up whenever. Don't listen at all. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> It'd be nice <laughs> if you did. We're just doing this for funsies. Um, yeah. It was really. Um, I want to shout out like the people. I think. It's just like a couple dozen people 
who were downloading our podcast this whole time. I don't know if you were the same people, but we've been getting <laughs> downloads. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's people who are just like, it can't have been just automatic like, updates to your podcatcher either because we weren't releasing anything. So it was just new people finding us somehow or other and like deciding to download episodes. So like, thanks guys for thanks. giving a shit. <laughs> here's some content. Here's, here's content. Hope you like it. Um, hopefully we can make more soon. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about the ARG? Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> so like, well, I guess we can like just kind of generally, um, Homestuck, the comic is over, but like Homestuck, the brand is not, <laughs> Um, there's, like, the Hive Swap game, there's, I didn't even realize this until, like, a couple weeks ago, there's, like, an entire visual novel called Hive Swap Friend Sim. What? Where you just meet 36 different trolls. I didn't know that! Uh, it's, like, it's, like, to tie it over between home Hive Swap Act 1 and 2. Okay. They're just, like, they've just been introducing two trolls at a time in this, like, visual novel. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, there's a lot of trolls. And they all have troll names. Yeah. And they're all they all have different like uh like full hemospectrum syllabary symbols. Yeah. And I don't think any of them are good. I believe there is some unreleased content of you and me looking through um all of those trolls and me just screaming about how bad oh, that's, they that are. wasn't all of them because now they're actually all all out there. Hell. <laughs> Hell. Um, also, Homestuck is like available in bookstores now. Oh, it's been. Was it like when we were podcasting? Yeah, yeah. The book started coming out in like I don't know, twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. I, I guess I only them saw them. them. Like maybe they just weren't like they may not have been in prominently displayed in bookstores. Like in the- they were available online. Right, like I mean, so I guess yeah. It's go not to the, the normal... they've been out in bookstores that right. whole time. They're available online. I like every time I go to the normal ass bookstore, like the the Barnes and Noble equivalent in Canada. Yeah. Like I just go to the comic section, and there's Homestuck Acts One and Two and Three on the, like on the shelves. No. And it's weird. That's ah, uh, that's like its own whole podcast. Like how I feel about like. This and like good for Andrew Hussey, whatever. Like I'm happy for him, but like it, Evan Dom wrote a whole thing about um, Evan Dom, who's a comics artist, wrote a whole thing about how like the internet is just not the Wild West that it was. It's become so aggressively commodified, um, and it's just mm-hmm. not this free space for experimentation anymore. And so it's so hard to watch this bizarro piece of media that would not exist were it not for a Andrew Hussey's ability to like build up his brand and build up his skills making weirdo content on the internet in the early 2000s and then b for that space to continue exist for like this brand like take off like wildfire and for that fandom culture to build and everything and then it became popular and now like the website's rebranded everything is branded there's like merch everywhere like it just it just isn't the, you know, like, it doesn't, it's not, like, hard to figure out how to read it. And, like, not that I think there should be barriers to entry for content, but it's more, like, symbolic of the overall, like, commodification of the internet um, in a way that's really hard. This is, this is free content that I, like, stumbled across, you know, and now it's a commodity. 
like I I want to say like it's not bad that there's Homestuck merchandise. Obviously, like it's great that he can make money off of right. this. But like it being like so Homestuck is like Homestuck dot com is copyright Homestuck and Viz Media, which is like an anime merchandise company. Yeah, and that's just weird. It's terrible. Like it's it's. It's corporate. Yeah. Well, it's not. I mean, it's just the way that it is. If you like, if you want to let your stuff blow up like this, like you do partner with yeah. big corporations, but just like. <sighs> um. So anyway, all that to say, um, there is <laughs> there's one piece of shitty Homestuck news that we should address because it's pretty recent yeah. and pretty bad. Yeah. So I'll just tell Wanna you. Take this. <laughs> do you want me to just do it? Um, yeah. Okay. So. Um, a couple weeks ago, at time of recording, um, Andrew Hussey apparently um, posted as like an ARG, like as just some like random content um, that you had to like go looking for um, some text files that he wrote as lore um, for a part of the comic that like is way far ahead. Um, that's basically an alternate history of Earth. Um, that he probably wrote, I'm guessing, around 2012, um, no later than maybe 2013. Uh, mm-hmm. and it never was, you know, made it to the comic. It was totally unnecessary. Um, he, it went up. It was definitely problematic. I think almost immediately was called out by the fandom of being like, hey, this sucks. Um, and, uh, he promptly took it down. I think he, I don't know, it seems like he handled it pretty well. He promptly took it down. Um, he made an apology that was an actual apology. Yeah. Um, that's, that's like what, like, I didn't read the actual content, obviously. Yeah, I told, I told Alex not to, because it's got spoilers. <laughs> yeah, but, like, from what I heard, it just, like, I don't even know if we have to, like, specify what the content is. It was just, like, like, the only thing I heard, basically, was in this alternate universe... Einstein causes the Holocaust, which is just a wildly anti-Semitic thing. And yeah. like he specifically said, that was a wildly anti-Semitic thing for me to write. Yeah. And I apologize for having written it, and I apologize for having posted it. Um, so it sucks, but it's also a big relief, because for a, for a couple of hours there, I was worried that Homestuck was just going to be, like... Cancelled. Cancelled. Yeah. Um... Hussey is like Hussey is a as far as I know a, a straight cis white dude, mm-hmm. so. and he there's a lot of like edginess in his humor, but also it's good to know that he's not a complete monster, or at least has improved significantly in the past decade. Yeah, holy shit, dude! This content is rough. Like not just the piece of it that's anti-Semitic, but just like someone very historical figures are kept as sex slaves. <laughs> like, why is this in your comic? Okay. Yeah. Multiple okay. historical figures. Okay. Like, oh god. Um so so the gist of like what was problematic um was Albert Einstein was a con man who posed as a genius, was sort of positioned as a genius in in the public eye um for plot reasons that don't matter. Um to to just kind of like stay in charge of things. Um, and Hitler was a disgruntled employee also involved in that orbit. Um, and they were, um, Einstein and his colleagues were basically trying to keep him out of the way. Um, cause Hitler was really envious of Einstein's supposed success. Um, not realizing that like all of it was a fraud, which like, obviously it wasn't like, obviously Einstein really did do that. Um, 
And so um, they keep promoting Hitler to these like meaningless positions, quote unquote, like promoting him out of the way, kind of. They promote him to, to chancellor, whatever that is, to get him out of the way. And then um, I believe what ends up happening is that, um, you know, then Hitler like starts the Holocaust over it. Um, like, you know, extends his like rivalry with Albert Einstein to like all Jewish people and the Holocaust starts. And then Albert Einstein and his whole organization have to like take him out, like take out Hitler. So like, (laughs) and Hussey's apology is like, I meant this to be satire, but obviously like, there's nothing satirical I, there's about nothing, it. It's like not good satire, and it I didn't handle it properly, and it, this is too delicate to like be dealing with. And I'm sorry that I wrote it. I'm sorry my- that I posted <laughs> it. I'm sorry I posted it without any like disclaimers. Like that sucked. I'm my bad. I'm gonna be better. Um, but so it it I'm sure really sucked for a lot of fans to read. Honestly, um, that's that's one sort of piece of problematic behavior that I don't believe Hussey had previously engaged in anti-Semitism, at least publicly. So, (laughs) um, yeah, but, but I don't know. Homestuck does not seem to be canceled, but that happened. Yeah. Now you know. And like Homestuck is already like, obviously not in the same way. It's already like a a difficult piece of media for a lot of reasons. And we kind of touched on some of that today. It's a problematic fave. Um, yeah. (laughs) And I, I think it's, it's worth talking about things that aren't, that have problems. Yeah. And and seeing what you can find that's good in them. For sure. Because I definitely think there's a lot about this comic that is good. Um, and I even think that it ended up creating a space and a fandom. It was toxic in a lot of ways, but <laughs> it could be. But yeah. I do think it also, like, created a great space. I mean, like, Undertale happened. You know what I mean? Like, it did create a great space for a lot of people creating interesting content and just finding a community. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... I think that's a good uh, note to end on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I don't. Do you have anything else you want to say? Um, I miss doing this podcast. This is fun. I'm probably going to. Um, so I never finished the comic. Like in my original read through, I stopped somewhere in the middle of Act Six, uh, which is saying that's the whole second half of the comic. But um, <laughs> but I started. I, I think I stopped somewhere in the um, about a thousand pages after Cascade. And so I am, I started rereading from where we left off with this podcast. And I think I'm going to truck on ahead and read the whole thing. Um, just so that I will continue to have future knowledge. Uh, we'll see if I keep doing that for real, but, um, I might, I might not, but I might, cause I like this comic and I, I missed reading it kind of concurrently. Nice. So I, kind of in the same vein, but opposite vein the artery um i'm going to i think <laughs> that was good <laughs> thanks um i think i'm going to like go back and read what we have so far yeah over the next few weeks because i really want to like bring my a-game to remembering what's happened so far yeah honestly i might do that and also too. because i miss it <laughs> i miss these characters and this this ridiculous weird art project yeah and i i'm, I'm excited to to hamstake with you in the future. Yeah, we will be back. We told you we'd be back, yeah. and we're back. It's fine. Don't worry, don't worry about it. I'm not worried. I'm telling the audience not to worry oh, about okay. it. Okay. Um. So, uh, where can they find us? Oh, do you do you think we have any audience questions? <laughs> Should we look for them? Um. No. No. Nah, let's do it next week. I gotta go for a run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, 
Oh, about your podcast. Oh, we have some email. Oh, these are people spamming us about um, monetizing our podcast. Yeah. Um, I, I should um, also mention I'm on another podcast now. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Thanks. Um, it's called Henry Kissinger is Pokemon Going to Die. It's it's not a threat. It's just a fact. Um, it's very different from this podcast in that it's about current events through the lens of people who are too online. Um, but it's also like a good. It's a really good community. Um, it was started by like friends that met through the uh, post Game uh, of Thrones, Pigot Empire, who post Game of Thrones, who are who are the oh. original podcast boys in <laughs> yeah. my heart. Yeah, Eddie and Brooks make a lot of good podcasts. You should check them um, out. But yeah, they do. Um, thanks for listening to our podcast. Here's another podcast. Here's another podcast. It's another one that uh, they all do update consistently. So, yeah. Hi, Phoebe. <laughs> do you hear, Phoebe, hi, Phoebe. Do you, Thank you so much. Do you hear my cat chastising me? Yeah, she's like it's dinner time. Um, yeah. So uh, you can find us on the internet if you do want to ask us questions or whatever. Um, yeah, you can. We are. You can go to hamsteakpodcast.tumblr.com, or you can. Uh, oh, what. Man, the hamsteak the the hamsteak handle is is being sat on. Just hamsteak has three followers and has three followers, no tweets, and joined in twenty ten. But yeah, the hamsteak podcast at Twitter. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Crunchleaf and Tumblr at LeafCrunch. Since this recording, I've gotten the Twitter handle LeafCrunch from Twitter user Mintmashed. So thank you very much to them for switching with me. Uh, you can't you you can't find me. Online. I'm stealth mode right now. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not, I'm uh, not very online anymore. That's another thing that kind of happened in the middle of the hiatus. I'm like not online at all. Like I I don't blame you at all. And I hope the listeners don't either because online is not great all the time. Online's like a little too much for me. I might be back someday. I'm thinking about taking my Twitter public, but we'll see. But y'all are still lovely. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm still going to like answer your questions and stuff. So Yeah. It's good talking to you. Good talking to you too.